0: Radioinfluence.com.
1: Good
2: afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delay Podcast with
1: Monday Val and Kids Went
2: Back to School Beans. Good for you. Yeah, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, my daughter's going to be 17 this year. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it is insane.
2: Imagine Aurora at 17. Just sit back for a second.
1: Uh, I've been I I always do that. And I always do that because she's she already acts 17.
2: Oh, God, you're in for it. That's how Viv was.
1: I know. It's just it's just incredible. And I'm uh, yeah, so I'm I'm soaking it up because I know how quick quick it's going.
2: And then my other one, William, William had a freaking growth. He was he's going through puberty now, right? He's he's got he's going to be. He's going through puberty and he shot up three inches, three inches of growth in like a month and a half.
1: Wow, insane Big. and any uh growing pains?
2: He had you know he has a little bit of uh you know the the legs achy or whatever, but not really, nothing to really speak of, nothing that's kept him up at night or anything. But his voice is like deeper than most grown men's now. <laughs> like, like what happened to him? He's Damn. Like, he's like, "Hi, mom. I'm like, oh my God."
1: <laughs> I know he,
2: you're taller than me and your voice is deeper than anyone I've ever heard in my life. OK, let's <laughs> move on anyway. So we have a lot to talk about today. Before um we got started, we were talking on the pre-show about how absolutely crazy and almost helpless it is out there right now. Um, And there's a lot of different facets of things. I want to start. We're, we'll get probably to the Trump raid. Um, we just had an earthquake in Eldon, South Carolina, by the way. Um, wow. Another one. So I want to start with this with this CDC quiet. The the CDC this week quietly changed their guidance on COVID. They they like edited what they recommend and changed it. And one of the things that they did was to roll back here. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. That's number one.
1: See, I, yeah, see I, I heard somebody told me I didn't read into the details, but somebody told me, "Hey, did you see that the CDC pretty much admitted that uh whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're all playing on the same uh, level now?"
2: Yes. That and and it, it is no longer um oh yeah, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people.
1: Oh. Oh, so well, well.
2: they just quietly put this out, Frank, quietly. You know, like in the dead of night, just change the website, change the guidance, not a word about it. And I think there's a number of things going on here. Number one, there is a there is an absolutely unsquelchable outcry now of these injured folks and people who are dying and the excess death statistics and all of the crazy immune things that are going on. And the fact that people who got the vaccine are 91 or 92% more likely to be reinfected with COVID than people who haven't. And they just want it to go away. So they're saying, all right, you guys are all equal now, but we're not, we're not like all of this weird crap that's happening. The polio, the monkey pox, the weird hepatitis, um, you know, sudden adult death syndrome, Healthy people falling to their, you know, just collapsing and dying on on sports fields everywhere. How many stories have we heard suddenly died to the point where Facebook has banned using the word suddenly died together?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's even worse than suddenly died. I had. Uh, what was it? There's a, there's a couple of things I never even covered, but I just kept it aside and I archive a lot of things. Did you see the um? there's a university student two weeks ago who. Supposedly died of joy. Yes, I did. He, he heard he passed the exams. <laughs> they, that's what they said. That was from the mirror and other places. He died of joy. That's that's He passed the exam going into college. There's there another one um, not too long ago. I saw in the express and other places that heart attack that shower habits. People could have a heart attack if they uh, take a cold shower.
2: It could happen at any time, Frank. We we never had a real good understanding of heart disease until now. And all of a sudden, heat, cold, jogging, sitting down watching joy, sadness, watching television, eating an ice cube, any any manner of things could cause your body to go into utter shock and have a heart attack. Anything, really. We're walking time bombs. All of us are. I So, like there's there's all these different angles to this, right? So this, the unvaccinated are the same as the vaccinated, okay? Full stop. Number one, let's just talk about the job market. What happens to all of the people who refused the vaccine and got fired? What happens to them?
1: I I don't know. It's a great question.
2: Are they all rehired with back pay?
1: Well, here's well well okay. So we're talking about the CDC, which of course is largely an irrelevant should be an irrelevant presence in our all our lives but they are what they are now and their guidance means things to people but even though they're backing off companies individual business entities they seem to still have the uh the autonomy to do what they want with their with their guy with their own requirements that's what i've been hearing from people well, because even though this is relaxing there's still i have a a friend who is, who's waiting for a uh, kidney, who for the last year has been has been barred from getting a, a transplant. He has a friend who's actually waiting. They, they matched. He has a friend that matched to give him a kidney. He has one waiting. The last year, he has been barred from getting the surgery because he didn't get vaccinated. So, But other than that, now that things are getting, we're getting farther and farther away from ground zero with the, with the COVID thing, he is being told that he can no longer work remotely. He has to come to he come back to his job, and he needs to be either vaccinated or he has to wear two masks. So it it on an individual level, uh, companies still have this autonomy.
2: So all of these companies, for the most part, a lot of them anyway, said, "Well, we're going off the CDC guidance." Exactly. But now. It would cause, I think, so many people to eat crow that how, how do they, how do they, ma- and, and is there, I, I expect to see a spate of lawsuits pop up from people who were fired. Forget like regular everyday jobs. Let's talk about firefighters, police officers, the military. We gutted our military over this. Pilots, pilots, flight attendants, doctors, nurses.
1: But you also remember that at some point here, some point along the line, I forget what it was. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the OSHA thing. I don't think if I, who the hell knows what it was. I forget specifically, but they pretty much overrode so many, so many civil rights laws, like everything. Hey, we, you know, that as a business owner, it's getting harder and harder to fire people, to discipline people, to maintain standards because you know, everything is a wrongful wrongful termination everything is you know it, it is so slanted toward the labor and and not the property owner anymore and then suddenly you have the government encouraging people to not only discriminate against the customers for you know medical, med- you know medical reason you're, you're prodding for private medical uh medical information you are discriminating against your consumers and your employees I mean, it's like every civil rights case went out the window for a, a while there. And I mean, th- that precedent has been set. So I'm sure that businesses who are still blissfully, I don't know if they're them blissfully ignorant, but still ignorant and following the the craziness. They seem to think that they've got protection higher up the ladder since they're the ones that set the precedent themselves.
2: Maybe, but fundamentally in a just and honest world. This never would have happened in the first place, yeah, but if it did, there would be some recompense now for these people who were were completely destroyed by this. Like we how many times did we sit and talk about these folks that were on the fence with losing their livelihood or submitting to get this shot? And so there's that there there's that angle of it. And what do we keep saying? Like, just stay strong, hang in there. The tide is turning. this is all going to come out. You know, things are going to change. You're not going to you know what I mean? Like, just we need you basically um, because the people that that did not submit are the reason that this is happening right now. Like if everybody had just submitted to this, we wouldn't even be having the CDC change their guidance because there wouldn't be anybody unvaccinated for them to talk about.
1: Yeah, but like you said, a they're not going to they're not going to eat crow. They're always going to divert to another reason why we got to this point: that the vaccines helped us get here, that the virus is now evolving its way into obsolescence. Mm. That I mean, th- th- it's never going to be about. They'll, they'll say that the all well, when we were putting down all of these um, these big mandates and the lockdowns and the at-home work orders and all that stuff. We were dealing with very, very strong, virulent strains that were killing a lot of people. And people are we,
2: dying at a higher rate now than they were when the pandemic first hit.
1: I know. But this, this is just where they're going to pivot. It's the, just where they're going to pivot. The, you can, yeah.
2: the United States is the only country, basically, the only like, you know, established country that is not releasing the data the way this, the, other, the other countries are. Like, to get an idea of trends, we have to go to the UK, Scotland, Australia, Israel. The United States has just decided to hide its data on all of it, except the New York Times running ticker that they still have of how many people are dying every single day. And, and guess what? Ninety seven percent of the people dying from COVID right now. Guess what the differentiating factor is for them? What? Vaccinated. Ah. Uh. mm hmm. Vaccinated. So. Then there's the people that said, I just want my I I just want to get back to normal life. I just want to be able to take a cruise. I just want to be able to fly here. I just want to be able to see my grandson. I just I just I just and got the vaccine because of that. And now, oh, you didn't have to do it. Like, like, think about that if you're one of those people.
1: Right. Right.
2: Ultimately, at the end of the day, when it all came out in the wash on August, whatever day they did this, you're no different than the person sitting next to you. If not, your your health has been severely impacted by this. And, you know, I have people I did a whole big truth thread. And of course, the um, pro vaccine crew made their way over. And a big point of contention on this particular thread is President Trump with half the people saying how how could he have continued to push these when he should have been informed enough to know that there were massive problems with them? And I said, he was booed at his own rally. The only time he's ever been booed at his own, at a rally of his was when he started talking about how safe the shots were. Like
1: he, he still leans on them from time to time. I mean, he's he's not, he's not as big of cheerleader as he used to, but um, he still considers us a, a great achievement at least outwardly he still considers it a great achievement
2: i don't know how he could continue to think that this was a great achievement in the face of everything that is known about these shots right now and you know the thing is is when you talk about it people get very angry and i say i don't think i'm not saying he did everybody uses like they say oh he did it so that um We could have a vaccine and we could end the lockdowns. And so it was necessary for him to push the vaccine through so that we wouldn't have to have the lockdowns anymore. And I say he could have stopped the lockdowns in five seconds by saying we don't recommend everybody lock down anymore. He didn't need to sacrifice the health of millions of people on an untested, novel technology. And like you're basically saying he he. He know he like he knew about it, slaughtered millions of people. And, and just so that we wouldn't have a society locked down anymore. And that just does not make sense. It, it just doesn't make sense. So my thought is he's honestly naive about it and or too proud to admit that something that he spearheaded, likely from a good place, turned into crap. Like, don't take credit for that anymore, dude.
1: Don't do it. But you know, hey. But then again, I don't care about him. Uh, his reputation. It's his reputation. Everybody's reputations are their own. And I was like, come on, Trump. Come on, we gotta, we 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 gotta fix you up for the camera. Stop talking about the vaccine. You want to talk about it, fine. But um, no. W- what the hell? What do, what do what do you need?
2: It's not his reputation that I'm worried about. Other than the fact that it taints his otherwise stellar legacy, it's the fact that people, even people on my thread, said. We got it because Trump said it was safe, which, to be honest, like, seriously, that's that's just silly, in my opinion. Like it
1: it may it may sound silly to you, but this is this is the kind of trust that people have and have traditionally had in those who were in positions of of power or in positions of influence who you, you trust in their character. You trust that they're trying to do the right thing. And uh, th- this is just it. People haven't broken away yet.
2: I um, I never could. I just couldn't personally do that. That doesn't I'm not like besmirching anyone who did. But I couldn't personally like be like, OK, President Trump said this thing is safe. I'm going to go inject it into myself without knowing anything about it beforehand. Like just listen to the informed consent conversation we listened to on Friday. But- OK, but anyway, so like then there's the an- the the. Um, the people that come on and they say oh every single medicine has some risk this is not any more dangerous than anything else and i'm like are you are you people are living under a freaking rock like there are still people who think that this thing just has like you know the normal safety profile of most other tested and long long tested vaccines and it's like look at this data no okay so then I say, then go out and get this thing and you deal with the consequences or hopefully none. Like, I, we didn't want to be right about this, Frank. I didn't anyway. I, I didn't want to be right.
1: Uh, you know, in a weird way, I did want to be right. I did, because if we were right, which we are, then it, uh, it at least means that there wasn't a highly virulent, deadly virus. Taking everybody out on the merits of it being some virus we have never seen before that was just killing everybody it touched. I, th- I think you know it, it's sad because either way, there, people are dying. But I would rather I would I would rather try to get you know shake people awake. Say listen, just don't touch the protocols. You know yeah uh, don't just don't touch the protocol. It, it, the virus is real. Uh, there but there's. There's just more going on here and uh, and they're they're trying to make this they're trying to make this more deadly than it is by the way that they're treating it. So it's a it's a terrible situation one way or another, but I would much rather it not be the uh, the black death.
2: No, I mean, I didn't want to be right about the vaccines being that harmful for people.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If if vaccines were not the at the tail end weren't waiting for us at the end of the 2020 road, then yeah, then it'd be even more manageable than it is now. But because now of course they're all of the, the, the the fallout from the shots are, are being tied to other things that exonerate them from responsibility.
2: You are 37 times more likely to be hospitalized with the vaccine compared to being unvaccinated.
1: Mm.
2: And, you know, there's a lot of this, um, Emotional stuff going on with it now, too, because the unvaccinated people became like, you know, the 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 bat, like the uh, what, the pinata for the holy and their holier than now vaccinated crowd to beat incessantly over and over again, as though we were like the dirty unwashed. 70 million people, it's estimated in the United States, didn't get the shots. That's it. 70 million
1: When was the last time that America's population was 70 million? I don't know. Let me, let me me check. Hold on. See
2: if you can find it. I can't, I can't, there's one thing like there are a lot of things going on right now. We just can't let go. This is one of the ones that needs accountability more than anything else because it's, it, it, you know, it's global in nature. It is again, the biggest crime against humanity, I think ever perpetrated. And There are people suffering from rare cancers, brain bleeds, blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis, you know, paralysis, uh, autoimmune disorders, Bell's palsy, shingles, weird diseases that have not seen people in in centuries. And we destroyed the body. We destroyed this beautiful, smart, intelligent creation, which with with. Poison. What, what's the what's the what's the number?
1: Uh, well, I, I can't go back that far on this one page that I found. But uh, and by ni- the 1910 census said 92 million in the U.S.
2: So we're going back to the eighteen hundreds.
1: Yeah. Eighteen hundreds. Uh, what's crazy is that in 1910, the northeast resident population was twenty five million, eight hundred thousand six hundred uh, eight hundred thousand sixty eight eight hundred sixty eight thousand, which I think is crazy because we have just about that in the state of New York alone. Yeah, that's just that's think about the traffic. There was barely any.
2: <laughs> there was barely
1: any traffic up here.
2: Just wow. horses and buggies, horses and buggies. That's crazy. I, I That's a long. Yeah. But still, I mean,
1: so Del- Delaware had two hundred two thousand people living in it. Wow. What so we what's the
2: population ahead? of New York right now?
1: I think twenty-eight million. Hold on, NY population twenty twenty-two. Let's see, New York population twenty. Come on. Where is it? Uh, of course, when you want something.
2: Yeah, you can't find it when you want it. You never. Can. I know. It's okay. Let's let's figure let's figure what the census in California is for this year. How many people live? Oh,
1: oh, it says New York population will reach. 20 million by July 1st of 2022. I thought for sure we were past 23 million.
2: So California has 39 million. New York has 20 million. That's 50 million. So basically save a few million people. The only people apparently walking around in this country unvaccinated are the population of California, New York, and probably like one other smaller state. Think about that for a second. Huh. And they count kids on the census, no? Yep.
1: Yes, they do. So there were
2: 39 million people in 2020 in California. So you got to figure that one up. There are 21 million people in Florida in 2020.
1: There was only 145,000 people in Wyoming in 1910. Wow. I, I mean, wh- wh- Where was everybody? they probably.
2: I don't know, but people were having a lot of baby making.
1: Well, I, hey, listen, it's actually not even that much that much bigger. There's only 576,000 people there now too. What? Yeah. Less I than a million
2: people in Wyoming.
1: Oh, it's always been the least, the least populous. Huh? Yeah. That's
2: probably where I want to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know. I know. Well, I've had, I've had a few people from Wyoming say, Frank, if you're thinking about relocation. We'd love to have you.
2: Yeah. Wyoming and sounds great.
1: You've got a Cheney problem, but that's going away soon.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, she's saying now she's obviously campaigning for Democrats to cross over and vote for her. That's tomorrow, by the way. And, uh, it, they're saying now if she loses, it's OK because she's going to run for president. For what party? Oh, she gosh. thinks she's really going to run for president. In the she, rep- can,
1: she can run on the bull moose, the bull moose <laughs> ticket.
2: <laughs> that woman is, is out of her damn mind. They pulled her father out of a basement somewhere to do a campaign ad calling Donald Trump the most. Nobody with a brain thinks that Donald Trump is dangerous to our country. Nobody
1: compared to the Cheney family and their friends. Right. No. No, that's that was the big joke. That was a big joke right there. That guy has the blood of millions on his hands, along with his friends. Terrible. Caliburton, millions, all. millions of people, yep. men, women and children.
2: Her yeah. father. Yeah. She's proud, though. She's very proud. Yeah. Anyway, so this whole thing, it just it infuriates me. And this is one thing I, we cannot let just go away. It can't just go away because it's too it's we're going to be seeing the ramifications of this for decades. And I don't know, like they're 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 trying to change like literally everything to be used with this technology. Now, it's it's there. There's rumblings and I've had some people come to me and say this and I, I have no hard, hard, tangible to back it up, but I'm going to anecdotally completely throw it out there because we've talked about this a lot the insurance companies are starting to bristle and go to the pharmaceutical company and say hey i'm paying out 60 times more disability claims than i normally do and doctors visits and all kinds of testing and it's very expensive and we we are built for 40 30 and 20 year olds to be needing these sorts of exams at this frequency right now. So pony up because who's paying for that? The premium system doesn't allow for it. It's not built that way.
1: Yeah. Well, they destroyed the concept of, of insurance a long time ago. Even before we were, we were living through this, just talking about what healthcare is, universal healthcare. Remember when that was our biggest debate? I wish every, oh man, every couple of months we were back on healthcare uh, we did a little bit of guns. We did a little bit of climate change, and w- we 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 still had our baseball.
2: I, we I I keep on saying I would give anything to go back to uncovering the Spygate story.
1: Yeah, that was that was exciting because at least at the other end of Spygate there was there was hope yeah. for for um, for justice for at least for a time. Then you know one door closes, another door closes. You're like, oh oh, this okay? I see.
2: Well, speaking of guns no gun registry, then why was the ATF taking pictures of every firearm record with a, with a phone? Mm. They're, they're going in and they're, they're like this letter resurfaced from uh, a few AGs who said, you're, you're not coming here and looking through our concealed carry records. We have laws on our state books that prevent that from happening for a good reason. We're not going to let you do it because we're, we're seeing videos and a lot of them are older being represented as though they're today, but we're seeing videos of people ATF agents going door to door, asking folks where their weapons are being kept. Hey, we see here that you've got this gun. We would like to see it, please. Are you kidding me? There's that. There's the immigration issue, which, by the way, D.C. and New York City are having a really tough time just with the bus loads that are coming into them right now. Have you seen this? No. So Texas is busing the immigrants. To D.C. and New York City, they're putting them on buses and they're sending them off to D.C. and New York City. And in New York City, they're overwhelmed and they can't handle it. So they've got their homeless population they're trying to cater to. And then these immigrants. And what's happening is the people that are, are at these shelters and not for profits and stuff waiting online, the homeless folks that are actually homeless Americans who need help are waiting on these these long wait lists for like, you know, just a cot to sleep in and some clothes and a little bit of job assistance. And the illegal immigrants are coming in and cutting the line before them.
1: Huh. I actually had a doctor over the last couple of weeks. You know, out of all the bad news I've been given, I um, I had a doctor tell me about a situation that my stepfather was in. How he, you know, certain or certain resource was was uh, becoming scarce and they didn't think it would be available to him, even though he's, you know born in this country many generations of his family in this country I never knew him without having uh being without two or three jobs at a time and they they said I don't know if it was just a a, a mark of their own of their own frustration with everything but he's they even said to be honest he'd have a lot more luck getting this particular service if if he were an undocumented immigrant
2: isn't that sick
1: yeah I said yeah I said well well you, you You think we have time? You think he'll live long enough for us to get him to Mexico and and uh, and and push him across the Rio Grande?
2: That's that's a travesty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. We'll have him renounce his citizenship in Mexico and then come over as an immigrant and then he'll be right. Number one in the queue.
1: Absolutely. Because the big thing is about getting rid of getting rid of citizenship, getting rid of the idea that America is a country. It's a I don't know. Gosh,
2: there's probably so many stories of people in that very situation.
1: Terrible. I wish that somebody can make it known. I wish that there are more people out there. And I guess it is happening at some respect because we see a huge shift in um, in Hispanic Americans uh, outlook on everything, especially those who are actual citizens uh, and not just squatting. But it's, somebody has got to make it known. You are being used as a weapon to destroy a once great country. You're being used as a weapon. I, I wish that could be articulated soundly.
2: You know, the people that are most, most vocal about what is going on in this country right now are people who immigrated from places like
1: Venezuela. It, it's, ne- it's so necessary. They understand. They understand. You know, and, and I, as I always say, the, um, the, the illegal immigrants that are here, that have two or three jobs at a time and are supporting themselves and are, are, are working themselves, you know, down to a nub. I, I always, I always feel bad for them too, in a way too, because those are the people that I would actually like to have as a neighbor.
2: No. Yeah. And there's a large percentage of them that are like, don't, I read an article over the weekend about some of these people that were busted into to New York. And he's saying all of, this one guy was like, all I want to do, is get just get you know a week or so to get on my feet. I'm gonna find a job, I'm gonna start to, you know, save some money, and then my family can come live here with
1: me. No, 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 no. No, 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 Not that. No, no, I, I draw the line at that too. I'm gonna get a job, then I bring my family over here. Oh yeah? Well, what do you with it's one thing if you got a young guy is coming up here all alone, he's always been alone, he's working for himself, he gets himself a small apartment in a basement somewhere. And he's just working up the ladder and he, uh, you know, he meets an American girl and whatever. And it's a it's a love story made, whatever.
2: They're already here, Frank. They're already
1: here. So I'm saying I don't care what kind of jobs he's got. I don't care what kind of jobs he's cobbled together. He's not paying for the education for that children, for those children.
2: No, but they're already here. That's the thing. They're already here. They're just not with him. They're in a shelter somewhere in like the Rio Grande. Right. You know, so
1: there you go. That's that's a lifetime of benefits we're paying for the entire family, because he's not he's not going to flow education and everything else that's coming from the state.
2: It's going to freaking break. There's just no way we're shipping billions of dollars overseas. We've got Nancy Pelosi and her son going over to intimidate the Taiwanese government. Come on. Nancy Pelosi brought her son over. Did you see that? No, she he snuck on the plane. He's not on the manifest, but we know he was there. And he owns like he, you know, he obviously works for the Chinese government in some way, shape or form. He's on their their biggest technology company's board of directors. He was basically there in the corner as the bad cop saying, hey, you you F around, you'll find out, you know, not a big deal. I didn't know that. No biggie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No biggie. Um, Good news. I have some good news, Frank. OK, Roy Moore. You remember him?
1: Yeah, I saw this.
2: He actually won his 8.2 million defamation lawsuit against a pack that was responsible for a large majority of the ads against him in 2017.
1: You know who was uh, you know who was really I don't know if this was what, what made him start becoming more and more involved in breaking down current events and all that stuff, but I think this is how I found Thomas Wichter. A guy who I haven't even thought I have thought about him in, in, in so long. Yeah,
2: he was big on the Roy Moore story. Yep. He
1: was he spent so much time breaking down the Roy Moore story. Um and uh, and of course it, it didn't it didn't move the needle nearly far enough. But here you go. Yeah. Nice little payout, but they don't care. As long as he was as long as he's out of the way.
2: Yeah, they got him out of the way, all right. Absolutely got him out of the way. And then what else did I have today? I have a couple of clips. Oh, Okay, this one is interesting to me. A friend of mine sent this to me today. It's a skit that was done. I want to play it. I'm not even going to share my thoughts on it. I want to know what you think about this. It's very interesting to me. It's called, she went anonymous. Okay. Just just listen to it, because I don't get it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't...
3: Hi, my name's Terry, and uh, I believe that Matt Damon runs a network of underground tunnels beneath a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. to secretly vaccinate 5G towers. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. So it's been uh, six days since I last posted anything on Facebook about lizards running the world. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Where are we here today? Because at some point, we've decided to put our faith in a random teenager on a 4chan chat board who claims to be a senior US government operative. Jenny, how are you doing? Uh, Yesterday I went to a cafe and there was a queue outside to get in and I thought, a queue? That's a message from Q himself. This isn't a coffee shop. This is an international child trafficking ring run by the Clintons. And was it an international child trafficking ring run by the Clintons? No, it was a Starbucks. Well done, Jenny. I shouldn't have burned it down, should I? Probably not, no, Jenny, but these things take time. Now, look, let's go around the room now and remember no judgment. No, 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 judgment.
0: no judgment. Hi,
3: I'm Chloe. I used to believe that 9 11 was organised by George Soros. Hi, hi.
0: hi Chloe.
3: Uh, hi, oh. I'm Samantha, and I bought a Pete Evans biocharger to cure coronavirus.
0: Hi, Samantha. Hi, I'm Matt, and I used to believe in trickle down economics. Wow. Hold well on. Sorry, what? Trickle-down economics, I used to... H- hang on,
3: leave. let me get this straight. You believe that tax cuts for wealthy people creates greater prosperity for everyone. You fell for that.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that
3: letting multinational companies not pay their workers somehow magically creates wealth for poor
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought there was
1: no, no
3: judgement in the circle. we doing no judgement.
0: You all believe in a, a network of tunnels under Melbourne for child trafficking. That's crazier than my thing. She thinks that Avril Lavigne has a clone called Melissa. I mean, how's my thing worse than hers? She fucking blew up a Starbucks, dude! She blew up a Starbucks.
3: <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. Who's next? This is incredible.
1: I can't do it no, anymore. It's over. I can't. Okay.
2: What the hell were they trying to
1: say? Uh, well, it's obvious.
2: No, because like those people in that circle are laughing at trickle down economics. It doesn't square
1: like at all. I don't understand what th- that that even that even at the end they all still believe that the 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 reptilian george soros did 9 11 which i never i i i never heard that one before no
2: that's a first for me
1: yeah so but they're so they're just they're just taking names and, and and events putting them together and trying to get as crazy as they can um the reptilian child trafficking QAnon q starbucks that is still all more believable than the fact that trickle down economics which is just economics it's just economics that's just what it is and if a and if a uh, uh, the uh the, the market is free to any degree it's not going to be perfect because humankind is not perfect and the market and all of its uh and all of its it's uh its movement represents human desire and human negotiating and a resource control and all that stuff but that is more crazy that's most so it's just it's leftist but- It's just leftist dead brain nonsense. These
2: are these are supposed to be people that are nuts and they are laughing at trickle down economics, which means that it's
1: good. It it basically means that they still believe what they believe. Uh, It's it's still they still believe what they believe. It's just nuts. It's nuts. And they're supposed to just no matter what, you're nuts. If you believe, you believe in any of this kind of stuff that there is, um, there's any kind of world, there's any kind of world order that you have no control over and never have, you're nuts. They'll take that to an absurd degree. And then they'll even bring in a little bit more moderate views of how the economy works. So it's all leftist, dead brain nonsense, no matter where you look. It's, cra- it's crazy. Oh, you want to know what's even crazier? These people. I was reading last week, I uh, forget who the hell it was, some washed, up, some washed up old actress, and she had put out there that there may have been, because Donald Trump is stealing all this stuff from the United States government, and these are all the same people who turned the other way for countless others who did the same thing, even though we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened, but they, they're convinced now, and everything that happened before is just nonsense whataboutisms. Um, they said that they're they They need to dig up Ivana Trump and they need to look inside of the coffin. You're kidding me. You didn't see this? No. They said that you, uh, I forgot the actress's name, but he said you need to dig her up and you have to check inside the coffin. Why were there 10 pallbearers? Oh my God. Why were there 10 pallbearers for a 73 year old that said she called her a 73 year old liposuctioned woman who is who doesn't i i I don't know so they they buried and and why did they bury her on a on a uh, private course number one that the obvious is because they don't want any of their their family's tombs desecrated number two it was a it was a solid bronze casket but you should have seen the thousands of people saying oh my gosh i never thought of it that way The, uh, the so and so blah 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 that they probably put so many things in that coffin. So yeah. So if you want to talk about and on? You want to talk about and on? There. Dig yeah, dig. They, they they put the documents inside of Ivana's casket. Merrick, dig it up.
2: Wow. These crazy
1: crazy asses.
2: I'm speechless.
1: I can't believe you didn't see that.
2: I didn't see it. I'm gonna. We should look. That is it. Is it a tweet?
1: Uh yeah. Hold on. Let me uh. Let me find
2: Suggests digging up. Oh, gosh. Even Vice has resistance. Twitter is trading bonkers theories about Ivana Trump's casket.
1: Yeah. Twitlib.
2: In a further demonstration of how living in these unprecedented times has made everyone a wee bit unstable. A conspiracy theory is circulating. At Are they taking those tweets down for misinformation? Just a question. No,
1: no, of course not. Of course not. Because it's uh, it casts aspersions on the Trumps, which is a virtuous thing.
2: Um, resistance Twitter, that's something suspicious, incriminating documents, documents, the Lindbergh baby, a piece of the true cross, the P tape, who knows, is buried in Ivana Trump's casket in the aftermath of the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. The logic seemingly goes it might be necessary to dig up her grave to see if Donald is hiding anything there. Ivana Trump died in July and was buried at her ex-husband's golf club in New Jersey, possibly for a tax break. Oh, please. Oh, my gosh. Resistance Twitter is, of course, the odd phenomenon that emerged during the Trump presidency, wherein a group of very overheated public figures began writing frothing threads about the then president's perfidy. They were designed not so much to share accurate information about the many irregular things the Trump administration was doing, but to build their own star power by promulgating conspiracy theories. Trump is a literal Russian agent or Manchurian candidate, for instance. What? Vice? Vice? Wow.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not a big story, but when when you when you play a when you play a a skit between you know those those idiots.
2: Here we go, Nancy Lee Gron, Dear FBI, I know you don't need advice from a soap star. Nobody does, by the way. But having been in ten or ten K implausible storylines in my thirty-seven years, may I recommend digging up Ivana? Clearly, it didn't take ten Paul bearers to carry a liposuction seventy-three year old who, methinks, was in her weight and classified docs.
1: Yeah, but look, and then look at the look at the, uh, look at the comments. I'm
3: afraid.
2: That's where
1: that's where the the rubber meets the road. I mean, this was not—you could say it's t- even though it's completely inappropriate and, and ridiculous and and, uh, and un- ungodly to even put that out there for a family that's still grieving. But um, the, the it's it's being taken more seriously than you think.
2: Actually, to be honest, it's tilted the other way now. It's tilted the other way. There's a lot of people on there saying, are you out of your freaking mind?
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And remember, I bring it up because they laugh and they make those skits about the craziness that is perpetrated, even though all, all everything that they threw out there was um, was twisted into into nonsense. Twisted, um, twisted, twisted. And, and this is the kind of stuff that they, they trade. In two.
2: Insane. Insane. Wow. Okay. So talking about the, the Trump raid, I'm at a place right now where I'm I'm not necessarily, you know, it's like we need more more information, but people are speaking out on this that have like some idea of what's going on. We talked about this before the show. I am hesitant to say this out loud, but honestly, I can't see them ending this without an indictment of some kind. Like it would be utter. I mean, maybe they're that crazy to just get what they need, say it's under investigation, so no one else can see it, and go off on their merry way. Because the statutes that were used in this warrant to obtain documents from the Trump Mar-a-Lago residence doesn't mention they're not merely classified documents that they're looking for. So I had said that if they seized. If they release the search warrant and the and and releasing the inventory is is not necessarily something that is always done or of importance. But they did it in this case because they wanted everybody to have enough nuggets to chew on to be able to spin up wild BS theories and stories and keep the news cycle going just the same way they did it in 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 2016. Here, listen to Devin Nunes.
3: Bad. You had made-up dirt, and then they would feed it into the media. The media would write a story. At the same time, they would take that dirt, and they'd have operatives feed it into their buddies at the FBI. And so then all of a sudden, they would go to a court, and they would say, oh, my gosh, look at all this. Russians everywhere with Trump. Uh, Look, we've got stories about it and all the fake news. Uh, And they'd go to to the court. And then, of course, the FBI would go in and say, oh, my God, we have all these sources. And they'd feed it into the court. The problem is... It was all a lie. None of it was true. It's just all the same. It's just all one and the same. It's people that are after power trying to destroy their political enemies. That's all this is about, which is what happens in third world countries where one party works to destroy uh, the other party. And it's it's been nonstop, for for five years against President Trump because look he was a disruptor he was he was not somebody from politics he had never worked in Washington and he came in and said look we're going to do things differently and he shocked the kind of ruling class in this country uh, and they've never uh, they've never forgave him
2: so that's hundred percent true and not only that but there's tons of like Paul Sperry's been the main driver of this and I'm just going to say I give him a little bit of. Credibility, But he basically just takes things from in my experience when I was on Twitter, he would take things from other people and and, and say breaking and then just type them out and share them. So there's that. But he's saying that Hillary Clinton operatives are involved in this whole entire thing. And basically what they're after is all of the Spygate documents that were declassified at the end of President Trump's tenure that he had. Robert Barnes is, is on board with this theory of things, too. And they're taking them so they can't be released. So they're held up in an investigation. And there's people saying out there, as soon as the government took those, they became classified again because they reclassified them.
1: So upon 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 removing this stuff from the president's home, it became classified again. That's what
2: people are saying. I don't know if that's true. And that's why, like, I haven't written on this. I have done a thread or two on it. But um, um, there's so much swirling around out there that I can't find a firm footing on exactly what is really going on. Here's Cash Patel talking about those documents just the other day.
0: President Trump made it his mission to declassify and be transparent. In October of 2020, he issued a sweeping declassification order for every Russiagate document and every single Hillary Clinton document. Then on the way out of the White House, he issued further declassification orders, declassifying whole sets of documents. And this is a key fact that most Americans are missing. President Trump, as the sitting president, is a unilateral authority for declassification. He can literally stand over a set of documents and say, these are now declassified. And is done with definitive action immediately. The fact that the bureaucrats at NARA who referred remember the National Archives are the ones that referred this to the Department of Justice but they, the same principle, failed to refer Hillary Clinton to the Department of Justice when they got their hands on the uh, classified emails from those servers. And switching gears a little bit to the national security officials involved, you know me as a former national security prosecutor in the national security division where this case is being run out of, it's no surprise that the the likes of john carlin who was the assistant attorney general for national security who authorized a russiagate hoax to begin with is now the number three official at doj and lisa monaco is the wow. number two official who was his superior back then these folks and this is a this is the thing i want to stress with now that this is a quote-unquote ongoing fbi counterintelligence investigation they will come out to the american public and be able to say ongoing ci investigation you will never be allowed to see the russiagate docs or any other docs that wow. President Trump lawfully declassified, and they will hide it from the public. And Congress has a monumental lift ahead of them. Come November, they better start subpoenaing these documents immediately and putting these people before the American public. Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Ray have failed in their mission to uphold the law. They have become political hucksters, and they are completely destroying our Constitution.
2: They should have released these documents themselves. Then.
1: Maybe uh, at the very least, I mean, there's going to be an indictment. Maybe they, maybe they just want Donald Trump tried, uh, tied up in a trial during 2023 when he should be campaigning.
2: It's it's having the opposite effect, Frank. It's having the opposite effect.
1: Oh, I know it is. But what is he going to be? What is he going to be um, ordered to do?
2: What do you mean? Explain.
1: Like, is he going to be ordered to be in in court? Oh, uh, who knows? Twenty twenty three.
2: Who knows? I don't know at this point. Maybe it's not even they're not even interested in an indictment at all. And all they want is to make sure that this information never sees the light of day. And then you've got to wonder, like, oh, what about John Durham? Why is nobody talking about him? Where's he? He the the people that are involved in this are the same people he's supposedly investigating. Uh, Come on. He better come up with something and do it fast because this is ridiculous. So there was another point that I wanted to make. Oh, so I there there's polling out there, right? And so first of all, Donald Trump's polling numbers have gone up 10 points since this happened. Even with all the stupid oh, he had the nuclear codes nonsense that was that was just utterly ridiculous. Like the jokes that came out of that made me laugh so hard. Um and then there is also independents and Republicans. So there's like about 20 percent of Democrats who think this is politically motivated. So 80 percent of them don't. Right. But the independents, 80 percent of them do think it was politically motivated and 80, almost 90, actually percent of Republicans think it was politically motivated. So if you combine the independents who the Democrats are clamoring for at every every last chance and the Republicans Basically, almost the entire country, save the people that still identify as a Democrat, believe that the FBI is after President Trump for political reasons. Hmm. And then right on cue, some freaking moron goes and shoots up the FBI with a nail gun. I don't understand.
1: (laughs) Somebody else went and uh, killed themselves in D.C. You see that?
2: Wasn't that the brother-in-law of uh, wait? Are we talking about the same thing? No. Tell me about your thing. And then.
1: No, I, I don't know. I saw yesterday that there was an incident in Washington, D.C. where somebody's trying to ram a car uh, somewhere near the Capitol. And then they got out and shot themselves.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. OK. All I'm saying is, like, they're 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 grasping at straws for anything. Now, there Jim Jordan has come out and said that there are 14 FBI whistleblowers that have come forward to his to his office with information about what the bureau is doing, 14 of them. Okay, and that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot for any normal year. And that one of these letters that are being spun up because they have absolutely zero power to do anything right now. And to be quite honest, even when they do have power, they don't do crap. But there was a letter that was sent that said that the FBI and the directors there were forcing agents to classify things as white extremist violence. And homegrown extremism in order to meet some like seatbelt quota that they have at the FBI to make sure that that, you know, homegrown extremism is a big problem. And they just want it. They want it so badly. They want the, the, the summer of love to be on the on the right. But but they'll prosecute the people on the right. They want to be able to say that Americans are out there in the streets, killing people, attacking our institutions, going after the FBI. And all of a sudden now, cops are to be uh, lauded by the left, Frank.
1: Mm. <sighs> yes. So, so so are we are we officially past the whole nuclear code thing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They dropped it like a hot potato.
1: Right. OK. It
2: was it was it was laughed out of polite society because of how ridiculous it was. And then we have a former. Um, was it Hayden? That was suggesting that they 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 assassinate or kill President Trump or hang him for treason. I, but that's OK. That, that's all OK. We are in crazy town. I don't even know what to do to get things like. How do we even more and more people? I've never seen so many people come up and demand that total huge bureaus and, and bureaucracies in the federal government be completely disbanded. I've never seen it before. The CDC, people are screaming that we need to get rid of the CDC. We need to get rid of the FBI. I'm like, thank you. Finally, after all this time.
1: I agree. After all this time.
2: We've been saying this forever.
1: Trying to see the. uh, Well, I don't know. I I guess it's going to be a. I guess it's going to be one hell of a fall.
2: How do you even fix it? How?
1: No. I don't, well, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty hamstrung right now. Mm. Everybody, you know, all the mainstream guys, the the Charlie Kirk's and the Dan Bongino's and everybody else who's got really, really big followings and they're they're in public eye. They all say the same thing: we gotta run the tables in November, and then blah blah blah. Uh, but. I, you know me, I just, I'm going to be voting and I will sit back and observe and uh, say a prayer and cross my fingers and see what the hell goes on there. But then, that, even if they, we, even if there was a running of the tables and there were so many anti establishment people that came out there, what, uh, who's going to have, who's going to have the, uh, the ability to eliminate entire, agencies at this point uh, who's going to be doing it
2: well the only way that we'll be able to do anything like that is by hold on is by getting another president in who would be on board with it let's have Ron Paul run again do you think he will
1: <laughs> I, he, as long as he's got breath in his lungs I think he would go and give it a shot <laughs> uh, poor guy geez
2: he must be sitting there like oh my gosh he just I tried. yeah
1: I tried.
2: All right. Well, I guess that's it for today. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Monday Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. We shall return on Wednesday.
1: Later.